Welcome to Inspiration Rising. I'm your host, David Trotter, and we're here to inspire you to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. I got a couple questions for you to start out today. Do you know someone who believes in the hocus pocus of essential oils? When you get a slight headache or cough, does this friend start rattling off all these crazy names of oils that'll make you instantly feel better? Does your friend sneak up from behind and start rubbing oil all over your neck? Okay, I've actually never had that last thing happen before, but people are really passionate about oils, aren't they? I got to tell you, I'm a skeptic. Like, I kind of like a smell-free environment. I'm not used to rubbing oils and Crisco all over my body, you know? But our guest today is very convincing. Today, I want to introduce you to Lindsay Elmore. First of all, she has the best accent in the entire world because she's from Birmingham, Alabama, where I have tons of relatives, Roll Tide. Lindsay is a doctor of pharmacy. She is a chemist, and she is very passionate about teaching the science of oils in a very relatable and fun way. She worked on staff at Young Living Essential Oils for over two years as a director of global education and health sciences. She now leads an exclusive club of oil lovers through her sought-after online courses at lindsayelmore.com, where she teaches beginners and veteran oil users how to use oils and understand the science behind it all. Now, in this episode, you're going to learn how Lindsay fell in love with oils to begin with, scientific insights on how oils work, why pure essential oils are better than synthetic, why Lindsay is so passionate about Young Living Essential Oils, the brand, and the easiest way to start using essential oils. Now, call me crazy, but I actually ordered the Young Living Premium Starter Kit to see what this craze is all about, and it arrived yesterday. Now, if you stick around for the end of our conversation, I'm going to tell you about my experience of diffusing and using for the very first time. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Lindsay Elmore. Well, Lindsay, thanks so much for taking time to hang with me today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I know this is a basic 101 question, but I, I want to know, for those of us who aren't fully educated, what are essential oils? Essential oils are produced by plants to help them avoid different bacteria, funguses. There are essential oils that are secreted by plants that help them not be eaten by different predators. And so really what they are is very concentrated aromas that rise rapidly into the air. Essential oils are, they're volatile. They rise quickly and they bring the aroma of the plant with it. And that is basically, in essence, what an essential oil is, a concentrated odor that rises quickly into the air that is produced by a plant. Okay, so you answered one of my first questions. I know this is kind of a crazy thing, but I'm like, are these animal oils as well? That's kind of gross, you know what I mean? But like, it's not. These are all plants. Essential oils are technically all based on plants. Okay. However, humans produce our own aromas that are reflective of our diet. They're reflected of the amounts of salts and bacteria in our body as well as on our skin. They also reflect our hormones. And so we don't exactly know how pheromones work, but there is a common saying in Germany that when someone asks you, oh, you went on a date, how was it? And the response is, I can't stand the way they smell. And we all know if you go out with somebody and you don't like the way they smell, you never end up on a second date with them. So pheromones are a human version of our essential oils. However, we all agree it's a little bit creepy to consider bottling and sharing those in the same way that we do with plant oils. All right. Well, so I'm not going to be getting any Kim Kardashian like essential oils anytime soon. 
Right. Hey, you know, she may get them, but chances are she's getting them from plants or as most of the perfume industry does, gets them synthesized. And this is a big learning point that we all need to be using pure essential oils that are distilled or otherwise extracted from plants instead of using any of the synthetics. Okay, I've done quite a bit of research on you and your background and you know all of what you're doing here. You're out of control. You are the essential oils I don't know, wizard. <laughs> I was trying to think of an E word other than expert. But oh. I, how how did you how did you come into being so passionate about essential oils? It's interesting that you found the word wizard there because one of my hashtags is one of my followers one day named me the oily Hermione for after Hermione Granger from Harry Potter. So essential oil wizard, I guess, is one of my new monikers now. Um, I So I am originally trained as a chemist and a pharmacist. So I have a strong background in science. I understand the way molecules work. And so for my background in chemistry, I understand molecules. I understand how they're built, how they're how they move around, all of that. From my training as a pharmacist, I understand how molecular structures interact with our bodies. How are they metabolized? How do they get how do they get into us and out of us? As much as it sounds like quackery coming from a healthcare professional, I had a profound and instant connection to essential oils. I remember I got a kit that contained 11 essential oils and I sat in my living room floor and I was different than most people. Most people have lots of questions and they're like, how do I use it? What do I do with it? I don't know. I was instantly fearless. I was instantly like pouring it on my head, rubbing it on my skin, diffusing it into the air, making DIYs. And from that moment, I became curious. I became very curious about why did I have this instant emotional connection? Why are there such polarized opinions about essential oils online? Do they actually work? Is there real science behind them? And then as a pharmacist, I became aware that there are also safety precautions that need to be taught about essential oils. For example, there are essential oils that are well known to be irritating on the skin. There are essential oils that interact with blood thinning medicines. There are essential oils that can cause rashes. There are, you, we don't need to be putting essential oils in our eyes. So as a pharmacist, I became driven to ensure that the people I was teaching were kept safe using essential oils. And I balk at people in the Western medical system who refuse to learn about them because the fact of the matter is essential oils are an ever-expanding marketplace. People are using them whether or not your healthcare professional wants you to. My point is we have an obligation to educate ourselves on what are the potential benefits, what are the potential risks, how do we weigh them and ensure that people get the integrative care that they're seeking. Were you a a pharmacist behind the counter filling medicines and then made a transition out of that or did you just get um, trained in it and then switch to essential oil? You know, help me understand that process. So I, after pharmacy school, actually did what um, a minority of pharmacists do, which is I did two years of postdoctoral residency. So similar to how physicians go through residency Mm -hmm. training, 
pharmacists can as well. So I did one year of general practice residency. So I saw patients, all inpatients, and I saw patients from units, everything from floor patients to rehab, to critical care, cardiac intensive care, et cetera. Basically, I went everywhere in the hospital. During my second year residency, I focused and I practiced in ambulatory care. So I call these your walkie-talkie patients. These are people with diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, asthma, COPD, chronic diseases that require large amounts of medicine, that require large amounts of maintenance. So I practiced in that arena. I saw both inpatients and outpatients, family medicine, birth to death. So we, we delivered babies and we did hospice care. It was everything along the spectrum. What I learned about myself during this training is what I really enjoyed was helping people take power back in their life, helping people to understand that they are valuable enough to take care of your, your, you have value, care for yourself so that you can give more back. And then after that, I was on faculty at a school of pharmacy. I managed the community pharmacy residency. So as you were saying, most most people's concept of a pharmacist is someone that stands behind a counter and counts pills. I've never practiced that kind of pharmacy ever. I was always a direct patient care provider. And I encourage you, if you're listening out there and you don't have a pharmacist who really takes good care of you. Your pharmacist should never just hand you something and send you out the door. Your pharmacist should ask deep, poignant questions about, tell me how you're going to take this medicine. Tell me how you understand how to monitor for your side effects. Is there anything that scares you about taking this medicine? Tell me all about your supplements. Tell me all about what you eat on a daily basis. Your pharmacist can, and to all the pharmacists out there who are under quota models, I feel so sorry for you because you deserve the space to actually do more than just deal with insurance and deal with prior authorizations. So I never practiced pharmacy in that way. I always saw patients directly. When I had this profound emotional connection with essential oils, I became immediately driven to teach others about them. And I taught my first online class and it caught the attention of a bigger influencer in the essential oil community. And she reached out to me and she said, you've got to teach all day, every day about these products because you explain them like no one else can. And she lit a fire under me. I ended up maybe six, eight months after that first class, getting the life-changing opportunity to go and work for a company called Young Living. That opened so many doors for me because I traveled the world. I, I wasn't just online. I was actually on stages around the world. And at this point, I've spoken in 30 countries on five continents about essential oils, herbs, supplements, natural wellness. And so eventually, my, I, I ended up leaving Young Living to found my own education company. I still have a very close-knit relationship with them and love their products. Um, but that is how I got to be running my own education company is my motto is show up, add value, no drama. And that's just what I do. I just keep showing up, teaching people. People say, oh my gosh, that adds value to my life. And I attempt to be the easiest person ever to work with. Just no drama. There's no drama with me. You know, that's what it is. And I think, I think Women especially, men I'm sure too, but being a woman, I speak from that female perspective. I think women 
could do so much if we just showed up day after day, put in the work, added value where we could, and left all the drama on the on the outskirts. What a story. Okay. Now, I've got to be honest with you, Lindsay. I've, I don't think I've ever used an essential oil. Maybe somebody slipped something to me, you know. <laughs> I don't, I, I, you know, even before we were talking here uh, on, on uh, being recorded, I'm seeing you putting something on the top of your head and I'm going, what the what heck is she, is she doing? <laughs> this is hocus pocus. This is a placebo. These are just smells. This is like 1980s potpourri put in a bottle. Yes. Uh, Come on. Have there been credible studies with yeah. that show profound benefits? I'm not an agitator, but I am, you know, I'm kind of like, I don't know about this. You're just a skeptic. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's all right. Um, Tell me on this. Okay. So it depends on what you're looking for. There are three primary ways to use essential oils. You can inhale them. You can place them on your skin and you can ingest them. And so when we inhale essential oils, the way the sense of smell works is an odor is floating by. It could be a good odor. It could be a bad odor. But if an essential oil is floating by up under your nose, those molecules, remember what they do. They rise quickly into the air. That's their primary way that they diffuse into the environment. So these tiny molecules go up and they hit a receptor. They hit a hair, not the big hairs we see down here, but tiny, tiny hairs. These hairs... You're grossing gen- me out. You're grossing oh, come okay, on. Keep going. Come keep on. going. I'm keep just going. saying. All right. All right. Keep going. We all have tiny hairs all through our body called cilia. We have them in our lungs. You want to get really grossed out? You know when you... Um, we have a, a process in our lungs called the mucus escalator. How disgusting does that sound? But we all know that sensation of just coming up in the mouth. It happens. So, And that same motion happens inside of your nose. When an essential oil hits a cilia, it generates an electrical signal in the in the cilia that then travels to a receptor cell, the receptor cell then amplifies that signal and sends it across the base of the skull into the olfactory bulb. The olfactory bulb is a cranial nerve that reaches down and sits right at the base of your brain. And this is where our sense of smell is encoded. Beyond the olfactory bulb, the projections, the axons go deep into the most ancient portion of your brain. This portion of your brain is called the limbic system. And the limbic system is responsible for our emotions. It is responsible for our memories. It is responsible for the sense of smell. It's also responsible for a lot of things that we don't exactly know how to describe. For example, when have you ever been driving like from your house to your parents' house where you've driven this a zillion times? You've driven from your house to work, from work back home. And sometimes you arrive and you go, how did I get here? That's your limbic system recalling cognitive maps that are deep, deep in your brain. Here's the thing about the limbic system. It does not understand words and it does not understand written language. Written language and speech is housed in the cortex of the brain. The limbic system only speaks in the sense of smell. We've all had the experience of walking into a room where someone is cooking and you immediately know that food. You immediately know the smell of baking bread. That is your limbic system using your nose and using your sense of smell to recall memories. 
We also know that the sense of smell has a big impact on our emotions. We can dramatically transform our emotions using aromas. For example, you asked about studies, like are there really studies? Here's one study. There was a study where women were asked to bathe in baths containing lavender essential oil for 14 days. Humans have been bathing in essential oils for thousands and thousands of years. And Hippocrates, the founder of modern medicine, actually said that he thought one of the keys to health was bathing in heavily scented aromas. So in this study, women were randomly assigned to one of two groups. Group number one took baths every day for 14 days in lavender essential oil in a blend with grapeseed oil. The second group bathed in grapeseed oil alone. The women who bathed in the lavender essential oil reported that they had less anxiety and less fear and worry and concerns. Well, okay. Even if you go, I don't know, I think they're placebos, but they make me feel better. That's good enough for me. So why would we not just say like, we can't quite explain it, but we can take baths and feel better. Okay. Let's do more of that. Believe it or not, the study was duplicated in infants because they said, okay, maybe it was just the placebo effect. So they did it in infants where you don't really have as much, there's not the cognitive process, there's not the language that's governing like, oh yeah, I feel less fear. So they duplicated this study in infants and infants were bathed in a combination of lavender essential oil and grapeseed oil. The babies laughed more during their bath time. They cooed more. They made better eye contact with their mother bathing them. And they went to sleep faster and slept longer. Even if you say it's a placebo effect, what young mom is not going to want a child that goes to sleep faster and sleeps longer? Here's the coolest part of this. They then took a a swab of saliva from the moms. The moms had less cortisol in their saliva. Cortisol is a marker of stress. And so if you have less cortisol in your blood, you have less cortisol coursing through your veins, which means that you have reduced stress. Believe it or not, in certain countries where... Essential oils are more accepted as a part of the medical practice. There's multiple drugs that are simply encapsulated versions of essential oils. In Germany, there's a drug called Stilexin. It's lavender essential oil. Even here in the U.S., there's a drug called Minotoil that's nothing more than a delayed-release peppermint essential oil that is labeled to treat irritable bowel syndrome. And so what you saw me doing before, um, before we started talking was I just placed a bit of peppermint essential oil on my skin. Why did I do that? Well, peppermint essential oil has been shown to increase your ability to focus and concentrate. It also is brilliant on the skin because you can go to your local pharmacy and get medications where the active ingredient is menthol. Well, peppermint essential oil is more than 85, 90% menthol. And what it does when it gets on the skin is it causes what in pharmacy terms is called a counter irritant effect. So the counter irritant effect engages cold fibers in your skin. So let's say that you bump your knee and it hurts and you're like, what is our instant reaction as a human? I'm going to use my arm. I bumped my arm. What's our instant reaction? We rub it. What are we doing is we are trying to engage different receptors on our skin to distract our brain from pain. 
Peppermint essential oil can do this same thing because of the menthol that is in it engages cold receptors that instead of your brain feeling like, oh, I just worked out too hard, it just feels cold. And so it can help you to manage if you are out and about doing exercise. Peppermint essential oil applied to the chest or taken by mouth has been shown to increase oxygen capacity, meaning that it's a brilliant essential oil to use with a fitness routine because it can help you to have greater exercise capacity. There genuinely are lots of benefits to using essential oils. You know, one of the questions that I have is, you know, if it's applied to my skin, like you we're putting on on the top of your head, you yep. know? So part of me goes, okay, is that seeping into her brain to help her or she just chose to put it there symbolically or is it the smell that's igniting? You know, I'm understanding the smell component that the smell yep. changes something in your brain mm-hmm. and it, it helps you in a variety of different ways. So help me understand. And then you say, if you're ingesting it, well, if you're ingesting it, you're actually not smelling it. It's doing something internally. So obviously those are two different ways of using them. Help me understand that process. Okay. So this is a fascinating area of emerging research. The receptors that we use to sense smells are actually not exclusively located inside your nose. Your sense of smell actually permeates throughout your entire body. Now, I'm not claiming that your liver is is doing any active perception that gets encoded in the same limbic system that we talked about. However, why would nature reinvent the wheel? If I already have a receptor designed inside of my brain that goes, I know the smell of cinnamon I know the smell of cinnamon. Why would we not also use that same receptor to say, I know the taste of cinnamon. I know how to metabolize cinnamon. I know how cinnamon works in the gut, etc. So we have receptors for aromas that permeate every single body system. For example, Peppermint essential oil is a known smooth muscle relaxant. So if you ingest peppermint essential oil, it goes through. And this leads to one potential benefit and one potential risk. In the lower GI system, when you have things that relax smooth muscle, it can make the bowel less twitchy. So for example, people who have irritable bowel syndrome, what happens is, you know, they got too much coming out or they got too much staying in. Part of the reason for that is because there's not a, there's not a gentle, smooth motion of the musculature that moves waste material out of our body. That's something called peristalsis. Well, Peppermint essential oil actually relaxes this movement, making it more gentle. On the flip side of that, there are places in our body where we don't necessarily want this this muscular action. And that is at the lower esophageal sphincter. So when you swallow food, it goes down your esophagus. At the bottom of your esophagus is a clamp that helps to prevent the food that's in your stomach from coming up into your esophagus. That is called the lower esophageal sphincter. When that relaxes, we run the risk of food coming back up into the esophagus. And what do we call that? heartburn. So simply by ingesting the peppermint essential oil, we have the ability to positively impact the body. But then we also need to say, if you suffer from heartburn regularly, this may or may not be the appropriate essential oil for you to use. Now, when we apply essential oils on the skin, 
we once again engage these same receptors on the skin. We have scent receptors on the skin that send information to different areas of the brain. So for example, the TRMP or TMRP8 receptor on our skin. When I put this peppermint essential oil onto my skin, I let it sit for a moment and it immediately feels cold on the skin. So this cold, you saw me placing it onto my temples. That cold sensation actually helps me to stay focused and it helps me to stay engaged in this conversation that we're having now. It also, from an emotional perspective, reminds me that I am here in this present moment with this person doing this podcast, speaking to the people, the listeners. It helps me to remind myself don't get distracted. So there's an emotional component that comes from the aroma and the discipline of using oils, but already we're starting to engage my cold receptors, which is sending a sensation to my brain that says, huh, my arm is cold now. And we also know that essential oils can be used, especially on teenage skin, on the face. Everybody knows that tea tree oil has been used, maybe not, maybe not everybody knows that. I I hate saying that. I try to discipline myself. Never say everyone knows this because that, why else would you be teaching it? Tea tree oil has been used for many, many years on teenage skin. And it is because, remember where we started our conversation, plants produce essential oils to help combat bacteria funguses, and other predators. Well, what do we think acne is other than a bacterial infection on the skin? So you can also use it to help support the appearance of the skin. Women, as rich women throughout all history of humankind have been using essential oils on their skin to help improve the appearance of the skin. And also, Everybody likes it when you smell good. And so it also helps to attract mates. Whoa. <laughs> it's a lot, Lindsay. It's a lot. All right. Yeah. So uh, I'm starting, you know, I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel it. I'm not a big fan of smells. Like my wife would love for me to wear cologne. Okay. I, I'm not, I, I don't, I feel like some gigolo or something when I'm wearing cologne. I don't know why that is. Like I just, it's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. But So I'm not into smells so much. So what if I'm not into smells? Because you're talking all about smells. Mm-hmm. I got to so, get over it. Well, the one thing is you can get over it. The other thing is you have to bear in mind that colognes on the market are all synthetics. Mm-hmm. They're all synthetics. And some people say it doesn't make a difference. I tend to think it makes a difference. I was shopping yesterday and I remember getting to the floor with all the perfumes and it's like, oh, get me out of here oh, as yeah. soon so as possible. Yes. I remember uh, I asked a friend the other day, I said, do you remember when perfume like actually smelled good? Because now it completely grosses me out. Here's another thing about essential oils. In aromatherapy, you can break down oils based on their scent strength. So if you're brand new to essential oils and you go, I don't really like the smell, the really strong smells, start with things that have a scent strength of one or two. Something like Copaiba, where you open the bottle and you go... Did they, did they put anything in here? Like, what is this versus, and also start with really familiar smells. Nobody can deny that an orange smells great. Start with something that you know, that you recognize orange, cinnamon, peppermint, spearmint, lemon, before you start going into rosemary, thyme, oregano, when you start getting into like the heavy duty oils, yes, some of them, even I don't like the smell of, you know, but some of them, they, they grow on you too. Now you have worked for Young Living, which is an essential oil company. I'm, I assume that there are tons of 
essential oil companies out there. Yes. Um, why did you choose Young Living? Now, they may have come looking for you uh, uh, initially, but why have you chosen to stick with Young Living versus mm-hmm. some other brand? Um, so I, when I first learned about Young Living, I kept seeing a friend post online that essential oils would change your life. And I was like, this chick is out of her mind. Cause I, at the time had some other brands of essential oils that were on my shelf. And I just was like, none of these have changed my life. But when I had that instant emotional connection, it was to the, it was to a kit that Young Living sold. And again, I just became instantly driven to learn everything I could. As I started investigating different essential oil companies, I loved Young Living because they're of their history. They've been around for 25 years. They are the modernizer in a lot of ways of essential oils. They had so many different products. It wasn't just about essential oils. It was about a total lifestyle transformation. So I don't just use Young Living's essential oils. All of my skincare routine, my bath time routine, my cleaning routine, every routine around my house utilizes Young Living's products. I also liked the ethics and integrity of the company. When you go to look for an essential oil company, bear in mind this bottle of peppermint that I have, this 15 ml bottle, this could easily take 60, 80 pounds of plant material. So you have to have a company that's dedicated to ethical farming practices as well as fair labor laws, especially in underdeveloped countries where a lot of these more rare essential oils come from. So it was the ethics, the integrity, they... You know, there are other essential oils companies out there that have kind of broken away from Young Living and wanted to do something. And I didn't like those vibes. I just didn't like the vibes. So I stuck with Young Living because first and foremost, I genuinely love the products. I could not be this passionate about essential oils if I did not genuinely love them and genuinely think that everybody's life can get better with them. I'm not making any crazy claims. I know what people say about Young Living is they just make all that stuff up. I am the, I am not that. I like to be, I like for people to understand that my job is to be a voice of reason at the junction between Western and alternative medicines. I take the radical stance that the two work alongside each other. And I find that as a pharmacist, now that I know how many people are using oils, how many people are using herbs, how many people are using supplements, it's my job. It's my job to be sure that people do that in an educated manner. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I wanted to get started with any type of essential oil, obviously, you would prefer that they choose Young Living. And there is a business component to this, yeah. uh, right? Um, yep. So if I were if I were to want to get started, like where mm-hmm. would I start? What would I do? What, what kit would you suggest? What if I wanted to diffuse it? You know, how, how do I do that? Is it like two drops? Is it like 20 drops? Is it water? Is it diffused water? Do I put my Diet Dr. Pepper in there? <laughs> like drops? I don't know. Like, tell me, tell me what do I do? So um, I recommend that everyone get started with a premium starter kit. And when you head over to my website, there's actually a 25 plus video course that steps you through how do you use each of these products that are in the premium starter kit? And then how do you care for your diffuser? How do you, how do you be sure that you're using them appropriately? How do you fill a capsule? What are 10 DIYs you can do with them? So that's going to really step you through how to, how to get started using essential oils. And, um, after I enroll you, David, then you can just have anybody who also wants to enroll, reach out to you. And then, you know, everybody gets essential oils. I love it. I love it. So, uh, your website, tell me, tell me what it is real quick. 
It's www.lindsayelmore.com. It's Lindsay with an E and E-L-M-O-R-E. And we'll put that obviously in the show notes. You can swipe up on your phone right now and see it, or it'll be on our website, of course, insporising.com. So they can go to your website. They can buy the premium starter kit or whatever it's called. And then I know you have an amazing resource I believe you said it's the largest resource of teaching and education on essential oils that you know of. It's called The Club, and Mm -hmm. it's an online membership program. Why should somebody join that, and who is it for? So this club is designed for anyone who wants to learn more about comprehensive natural wellness. We have more than 150 videos at this point about essential oils, herbs, natural home care products, natural personal care products. And then we also have more in-depth masterclasses where we tackle really big subjects like what are potential allergens in in supplements and, and herbal products? What are contraindications for people with respiratory disease? What what are drug interactions with blood thinning medicine? So really diving deep into the science of natural wellness. We also get together live twice a month for something called club hangouts, where we tackle all kinds of different subjects. We're doing prepping for summer this next week. We did adrenal fatigue, another topic of like, is it real? Is it not? Does it exist? We do business education in there about because so many people, especially pharmacists and healthcare providers, go, How the heck do did you do this? And really, so I teach marketing as well. How do you know who you're talking to? How do you know what they need, etc.? So we do all different kinds of education there in the club hangouts. We also get together live uh, for events uh, once a year. So people can come to the club bash and get their club gear, etc. So you can come in and um, join the club. Your first seven days are always for free. So come and give it a try. And, you know, I actually don't sell the essential oils on my website, but if anybody is interested in getting started with them, you can just send them to hello at lindsayelmore.com or they're welcome to reach out to me on any social media channels. It's just at Lindsay Elmore. And why don't you sell them on your site? What is the reasoning behind that? I don't sell oils. I sell education. Young Living sells oils. Okay. All right. But you'll yes. connect them. You'll, you'll, you'll make yep. the connection. Hello yep. at lindsayelmore.com. Yep. Hello All at right. lindsayelmore.com. And um, one of the things that I want to make sure people are hearing that, you know, this obviously has uh, physical health uh, benefits, but if, if I'm feeling stuck, if I'm going through a divorce, if I'm trying to get over a divorce, if I've got a kid who's going off to college, um, if I've got, if I'm, I'm feeling like I'm dissatisfied in my job, these are things that can help me be focused in that moment and find healing and transformation. Is that what, that, that's what you're saying, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And so if, um, there's actually some really great techniques that go through how to physically transform, how to mentally transform and how to shift emotions. So Dr. Carolyn Mine is one of my favorite writers in this arena. And she says part of emotion is just realizing that the laws of physics also apply. For every motion, there is an equal and opposite emotion. And so instead of feeling stuck, feel in continuous motion. Instead of feeling angry. She says the opposite of anger is laughter. You cannot simultaneously be angry if you are laughing. So she goes through some techniques to help release those emotions. I am also certified in something called the aroma freedom technique. And this is a technique that helps to purge traumatic memories. That's what it's there for. Because part of dealing with our own emotional baggage is just having the courage to see that emotion, acknowledge that it's there, acknowledge that you're angry, that you're getting a divorce, acknowledge that you're lonely, acknowledge that you're scared, and just realize 
that for every emotion, there's an equal and opposite. Instead of being scared, let's be brave. You know, instead of being angry, let's just laugh at the irony of the situation. There's nothing that can be done by dwelling in these negative emotions. All the negative emotions are trying to do is just protect you. As Marianne Williamson said, we're not actually scared that we're not enough. We're scared that we're powerful beyond measure. Negative emotions are just us not being brave enough to go, I am going to be powerful beyond measure and watch me watch me. So yes, essential oils help to transform emotions. You know, for example, there's a study of schoolgirls, and they were, so there is a stigma among women that we're not good at math. We're not good at math. So these schoolgirls, half of them, they were all put into a room and they were like, you're going to go take a math test. Half of the girls wore necklaces containing lavender essential oil. Half of them just wore necklaces containing nothing. They were all told, you're going to go take this hard math test. You're going to be compared to the boys. Go in there and take the math test. The girls that were wearing the lavender essential oil reported having less anxiety in the testing environment and performed better on the test than the girls who did not. Why does this consistently happen? Humans are terrible at describing, but we know that it shifts emotions. And we also know why we're terrible at describing it. And that is because the structures in the brain that encode these signals that transform scent information into emotional information is buried, buried, buried in the deepest, most inner recesses of the brain and we can only study it in living participants. And so there's, there's a catch-22. There's a limit to how much we know about the sense of smell. David Purves, in his absolutely brilliant textbook, Neuroscience, writes that even though the sense of smell is our oldest sense, believe it or not, humans have more than 950 odorant receptor genes present on every chromosome except for one in women and two in men. The sense of smell very much permeates our entire body. The sense of smell is our largest set of genes in our body. The sense of smell encodes a full three to five percent of our entire genetic code. We are our sense of smell and it has evolved with us because the sense of smell doesn't just say, oh, this smells nice. The sense of smell also says, wake up, your house is on fire. It also tell it's a, it also says this food is rotten. Don't eat it. It's there to protect us as much as it is to be enjoyed. You're an oil evangelist. I think <laughs> Amen. 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 Come on now. (laughs) I love it. All right. LindsayElmore.com. If you want to purchase Young Living Essential Oils, you can email hello at LindsayElmore.com. We'll we'll put all that in the show notes and check out the club seven day free trial. Kind of get in there and check things out for your online membership area. Over 150 videos for people to be educated on the subject. So Lindsay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You smell great today. Thank you. Oh man, your smell of vision is on point. So after the interview, while I was still talking with Lindsay, I went on and I ordered the Young Living Premium Starter Kit. And immediately I started getting, you know, informative emails and all this stuff about oils because I don't know what to do with this stuff. And it hasn't even arrived yet, but I'm starting to get information. Anyway, I get the premium starter kit yesterday and I did this unboxing video live on Facebook. I'll link to it in the show notes or you can go to insporising.com, find this interview with Lindsay and uh, the video will be there. It's pretty hilarious me opening this thing up. It is like Christmas. You're getting this cool box. It's really nice. It's a really nice box. I had a hard time getting it open because, you know, it's just me. And uh, there were, I think about 12 oils inside There were a bunch of Thieves products, which I called robbers because that's funny, right? Thieves, robbers, 
has nothing to do with it. I think Thieves is like some kind of plant or something. I'm not sure. I will need to watch a video to learn more. The Thieves products mainly are to clean stuff around your house. There was some toothpaste that tasted interesting. There's this Ningxia drink that's really yummy. And there was a diffuser, which I had bought. I bought the upgrade because I didn't want this is the plain white one. I wanted the black one. It's called the Rainstone Diffuser. It's super fancy. And I'm going, what do I do with all this stuff? It can feel pretty overwhelming just not knowing. So the cool thing is I have access to a uh, thing called The Club on Lindsay's website. It's lindsayelmore.com. It's called The Club. I think it's like 30 or 40 bucks a month and you get all these videos and resources all about oils, which I'm really glad about because I don't know what to do with these things, you know? So I did read the instructions. I put in this oil called Valor in the diffuser and it starts, you know, spewing vapor all over the place, making my house smell like Valor. And uh, my family loved it. They thought, man, this feels like a spa. We're like in heaven here. And then this morning, I rubbed stress away behind my ears. I've been stress-free all day. Stress-free all day. Is it a placebo? I don't know. But here's the deal. I'm committed to trying this out for three months because that's what Lindsay asked me to do. And I'm trying these things. You know, I'm learning from people. So I am posting every day about my oil adventure. Ooh, I should put a hashtag on that, hashtag oil adventure. Anyway, if you follow us on Instagram at Inspo Rising, that's I-N-S-P-O Rising, R-I-S-I-N-G, Inspo Rising, I'm posting daily about all the ways that I'm trying to figure out how to use oils and sharing my experience along the way. Now, if you want to try them out too, because I'm a skeptic, you can be a skeptic, we'll just try it out together. You can order your premium starter kit at insporising.com forward slash oils, O-I-L-S. If you go through that link and sign up for not only the premium starter kit, but what's called the Essential Rewards Program, it's this monthly deal where you buy either $50 or $100 worth of product. You get to choose the product. It's not like they're just sending you random stuff. You can choose it every month. And uh, if you do that through our link, you get into the club for free. You save that 30 or 40 bucks a month. Why? Because Lindsay's nice. And she said, Dave, if they sign up through your link, I'll get them into the club for free. Very cool. All right. So I think that's a great deal. I'm still a skeptic. I'm telling you, I'm still a skeptic. I'm going to see what this is like after three months. I'll be telling you all about it every day at uh, Inspo Rising on Instagram stories. So follow us there. And if you're new to the show, check out all of our previous episodes with amazing, inspiring female entrepreneurs and experts and examples of success. Great, great conversations. And tell your friends to listen and subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or at insporising.com. All right, talk to you next time.